0: Bonjour, bonjour, so grateful to join with you today. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Ah, so we're in uh, February, so uh, this is my, uh, I take it as an opportunity to focus on relationships. And the topic today is the love of your life. So let's take that topic into our prayer right now. And take this breath of love and gratitude, place our hand on our heart, open ourselves in willingness. We're willing to be led and guided by the Spirit. We're willing to remember our true nature and our true identity is perfect love, that the very essence of our being is wholeness, beauty, clarity, wisdom. All of these spiritual qualities are... The great ray is shining in us all of the time and we are grateful to recognize them. Grateful to open our heart to fully accept them and realize them. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of having a realization of truth that is profoundly liberating. We're giving ourselves over to the Holy Spirit and we're opening to more peace, more love, more joy, more freedom. Yes, all healing is at the level of the mind, and so we're opening our mind to the Holy Spirit, and we're saying take from us everything that is false, every idea, every belief, everything that's predicated on uh, an illusion, delusion, False identification, take it from us, lift it now. We rate sincerity, we share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen amen. Yes indeed. Ah, <laughs> oh. I am so grateful to share with you today on this beautiful topic and as I'm praying there I'm reminded that uh, next week I'm going to begin my prayer power class series uh, this has been a favorite for some people a life changer for others and I offer it uh, about once a year my prayer power classes and I uh, we're doing everything on Zoom now so we can see each other. And if you can't join me live, you'll be able to get the, the video and the audio and the transcript. So you can look for that on jenniferhadley.com. It'll probably be there tomorrow. So uh, that class starts Monday, February 19th. And then next week I'm at the uh, Course of Miracles conference. I was just talking with John Mundy yesterday. We're going to be in San Francisco together uh, starting Thursday. I think it's the 22nd and something like that. And uh, come join us in San Francisco. Uh, It's a Course in Miracles conference. It's like 40 Course in Miracles teachers, including John Mundy and myself and Jimmy Twyman and David Hofmeister, Regina Don Akers, uh, lots of great, great friends and course students, come join us and uh, we can have our meals together. We can hang out together. I'm going to be there for almost a week, so I'd love to see you in San Francisco. And the Power of Love Ministry has some discount tickets left, so come join us. Um, you can find out about those at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. And that's where the prayer power info will be as well. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, so let's jump jump into the love of your life. And uh, as I was sharing in my uh, daily blog, my daily shot of spiritual espresso this morning, it was... A major healing point for me when I decided, when I saw the opportunity, actually, to become the love of my life. Instead of hoping the love of my life would find me, or I would find him, I opened myself to spirit as the love of my life. And then spirit said, be the love of your life. Be the love of your life. And that has been a game changer for me, because when we decide to truly be the love of our life, it reorients us to recognizing the kingdom is within. Now, I was looking at the introduction to the course, and it says, um, uh, rather, to the teacher's manual, uh in the introduction, in paragraph two here, it says, The purpose of the course might be said to provide you with a means of choosing what you want to teach on the basis of what you want to learn. You cannot give to someone else, but only to yourself. And this you learn Through teaching. Interesting. You cannot give to someone else, but only to yourself. And this you learn through teaching. To have, give all to all. But you can only give to yourself. And this you learn through teaching. course, Miracles also tells us, teach only love, for that is what you are. So, this is our beautiful invitation here to love ourselves, to teach ourselves to love ourselves, to allow spirit to guide us to that that self love. And self love, many people ask me, Oh, I don't even, Jennifer, what does that even mean? I don't even know what that actually means. So, how do we love ourselves? So many opportunities every day. And I talk about this frequently because since this month is about relationships, like attracts like. Many people have many complaints about the way they're treated by their loved ones. And yet, we do teach others how we would like to be treated. They watch how we treat ourselves. I have had many conversations with people, uh, mostly women, but not only women, for sure, I've had many, many conversations with people who feel that their loved ones don't really care for them. They don't really cherish them. They don't really nurture and support them, that they take them for granted, that they take advantage of them, that they are not being held uh, with great love and care. Well, are you doing that for yourself? You see, this is the thing that I've really seen in my life, is that when we care deeply for ourselves, then others do too. And the other thing is, is people who do not know how to take good care of themselves will not usually know how to take good care of you. And there's a codependency that can happen that can feel really uncomfortable. So uh, sometimes I, I uh, have encountered people mostly through counseling sessions, but sometimes people are really, really good at taking care of others, but not at all at taking care of themselves. It's that martyrdom. And they don't even see it sometimes as martyrdom. They just see it as, this is what they must do. And, you know, I understand it. Because uh, in a lot of ways, I am a caretaker, even though I'm not a mom. I have very strong maternal instincts. And I am a nurturer. And I... I really like that part of myself. I enjoy being a nurturer. It's very fulfilling to me. And yet, if I'm not nurturing myself, but I'm nurturing others, I can feel depleted. And this is something that I see particularly a lot of women do, is they give and give and give, and they're depleted. They're running on empty. In fact, uh, I have seen that... um, uh, in counseling, so many people, I've counseled many women who had breast cancer. And uh, I've asked them all, Do you feel like you're an overgiver? Do you feel like you overgive? And they say, Oh, that describes me very well. And I say, Do you feel like you have trouble receiving? And they say, Yes. Yes. And people who have trouble receiving, Will often attract people around them who aren't very giving. So uh, that <laughs> it's so someone who's uh, a giver, 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 sometimes attracts someone who's a taker, taker, taker. And sometimes in the beginning, that feels like a perfect match. I'm a giver, you're a taker perfect match, but it's not a perfect match because it's out of balance. And that's what we sometimes do. We attract opposites in order to bring to our attention the imbalance. This is why opposites sometimes very strongly attract, is so that together they can create balance by bringing to our attention, the imbalance. Uh, if you've ever had opposites attracting in your life, you might find that that's why. Uh, I I have a dear friend of mine, uh, Gina, who is uh, one of my very dearest friends, and. Um, we have spent a lot of time traveling together. She lives in Greece. i spent a lot of time in Greece. That's why I went to Greece. The first time is why I keep going back is to spend time with Gina. And, um, uh, and we have traveled for a month at a time together and lived uh, together very amicably. And the one challenge we have is that we're both givers. So it's like I'll, I'll do that'll I'll, I'll get this I'll get that I'll get and like, no I'll get it no I'll get it no I'll get it so <laughs> I think one of the best uh, moments that I I had a uh, fun moment with Gina was uh, one time I said no let let me get it I'll get it you got the last thing I'll get this and she looked at me and she said Jennifer, let's not do that let's not do And I thought, yeah, okay, let's not keep score. Let's not say you got that one, I'll get this one. Just, just let it flow. See how it flows. And often when I'm with her, she, um, she's not working. I am working. So she will, she will help take care of me. She'll go to the grocery store. She'll, uh, cook breakfast. She'll make, and I'm so delighted, she'll make all the arrangements of whatever our travel and our schedule is and things like that um, around my schedule. And it's wonderful. And she enjoys it very much to help take care of me. And it's a really wonderful time for me to let let her take care of me. And so that works really well. Um, and... Of course, I give to her in other ways, and so that our relationship remains in balance. But it's not just about giving and receiving. To me, the best kind of relationship really is when there's no score keeping. And part of that really is about are you keeping score with yourself? If you're keeping score... With yourself, you'll keep score with others. If you're keeping score with others, you'll keep score with yourself. And then that's not being the love of your life. Do you want to keep score with the love of your life? No, that doesn't sound very loving, does it? Hmm. In um, the uh, in the beginning of the course, you know, you have the um, Principles of Miracles. And number 18 says, A miracle is a service. It is the maximal service you can render to another. It is a way of loving your neighbor as yourself. You recognize your own and your neighbor's worth simultaneously. A miracle is a service. Um, I think it was 2016. Now, gosh, that I did uh, an episode on miracle-minded, being miracle-minded, and so, uh, and and that that was a really good one. People uh, told me that that was very helpful to them. And remember, too, the archive. Uh, one of the ways to access the archive is. Uh, of course, you can get the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, uh, all the places where you can get um, podcasts on your phone, on your iPad, your computer, um, and uh, you can also just go to, uh, you can do it at the Unity site, and you can do it at livingacourseinmiracles.com radio. Uh, you can also do it at jenniferhadley.com. But at livingacourseofmiraclescom slash radio, you can search easily for the titles or keywords. Uh, and you can also get the transcripts. So we're still actively transcribing all these broadcasts. And so you can find that miracle-minded one there. Not sure if it's transcribed or not. But uh, a miracle is a service. So a miracle is a change in our thinking. That may or may not demonstrate in form in ways that we recognize. But it's a shift in thinking from egoic thinking to thinking with the Holy Spirit. That's what a miracle is. And uh, the, the principle before, number 17, says miracles transcend the body. They are sudden shifts into invisibility away from the bodily level. That is why they heal. So it's that shift in our thinking. I could say maybe it's a shift in consciousness. But you know what a, a miracle is? Uh, is when we, let's say, here's an example. Um, that, that, given the story I just told about my friend Gina, if she had said to me, Jennifer, let's not do that. Don't do that. And I could have taken offense, right? I could have said, oh, the heck with her. You know, I I need to be able to go matchy-matchy. She does something, I do something. It has to be of equal or similar value. And I need to keep that going. And I'm going to do that because that's what's fair. That's what's right. That's what keeps things in balance. If she's giving and giving to me, and I'm not giving and giving to her, it's out of balance. That's not going to work for me. I would be giving into the ego. So right there in that moment, when she said, Jennifer, let's not do that, that was an invitation for me. I had traveled into my ego trying to keep score. And when she said that, oh, I can go back into spirit and just be receptive. Just be available to, and 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 it reminds me that one of the life changing things for me was I was meditating on prosperity and abundance, and I was doing a lot of forgiveness work, which is the key really to experiencing a true sense of prosperity and abundance. Is really to do that deep forgiveness work. It's amazing how it can shift your finances and your debting. Uh, it really is. I, I can honestly say for myself that uh, I it, I didn't see it until I committed myself to doing the work to, to to really get the forgiveness done. I didn't see it till then, till I had really done a lot of forgiveness work. But it is my experience and others that. Debting, having a lot of debt, and unforgiveness go together. And doing the forgiveness will shift your mind so much that the financial debting will get shifted in a miraculous way. And I've certainly experienced that. Uh, at one point, I had, um, with with a small income like uh, you know, 30000 dollars a year I had $60,000 in credit card debt I don't have any credit card debt now everything I pay off every month um, and uh, and I've been doing that for a number of years now and quite honestly it wasn't that my income increased it was that my mind shifted And I found ways to pay it down and to get out of debt. And I did. So um, sometimes I think I might do some classes on uh, prosperity. (sighs) So many classes I'd love to teach. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hmm. So a shift in consciousness is a shift, is a miracle. We think of miracles when something shifts in form, but it's not. It starts in our mind. Miracles, it says in uh, Miracle Principle number 19, miracles make minds one in God. They depend on cooperation because the sonship is the sum of all that God created. Miracles, therefore, reflect the laws of eternity, not of time. Miracles reawaken the awareness that the spirit, not the body, is the altar of truth. This is the recognition that leads to the healing power of the miracle. Miracles are si- natural signs of forgiveness, though miracles you accept, through miracles, you accept God's forgiveness by extending it to others. So we're just doing the Miracle Principle 17, excuse me, to 21. Being the love of our lives, what greater gift can we give to ourselves that then we can share with others, but to be miracle-minded? So this is why in my classes, one of the things I really have us focus on is being miracle-minded. So that we are living a truly miraculous life. For instance, the first time I uh, taught my year long masterful living course, this is my 10th year now. But the first time, uh, I remember it is sometime later in the year, one of the participants, she said to me, I'm living a miraculous life now. I, I didn't think I could. Now I experience miracles all the time. I see the demonstrations of the change in my thinking in a miraculous way. The way things come together in a way that takes my breath away. In a way that amazes me and surprises me and delights me. I did. I never thought I could live that kind of life. And this is available to all of us. And so... Going back to what it said in the introduction to the uh, to the uh, manual for teachers, um, the purpose of the course might be said to provide you with a means of choosing what you want to teach on the basis of what you want to learn. You cannot give to someone else, but only to yourself, and this you learn through teaching. But you see, as we give it to ourselves, then... We can give it to others. To have it, give all to all. So, since there's no true separation, just the illusion of separation, when we have it, we are sharing it. When we share it, we are having it. You can't share something you don't have, right? If I say, um, oh, I'm going to share cookies, but I don't have any cookies. That would be crazy. So... If I'm not loving myself, how can I really share love in my relationships? To have, give all to all. This is the way of healing. So, in our relationships, there's a divine opportunity. For us, and this, this is something that many, many people avoid and avoid and avoid and avoid. But a really helpful relationship is one that will show you very clearly where you're not loving yourself. And where you are codependent. Where you're giving in order to get something where you're trying to manipulate or compensate, where you're not telling yourself the God's honest truth, as people used to say. People don't really say that anymore. The God's honest truth. God's honest truth. And so being willing to work with the angels, to work with Jesus, to work with spirit, I think Mother Mary and Kuan Yin are so helpful in all love things. Um, not that the other, not that Buddha and Jesus and Muhammad and Krishna aren't. But um, I do really appreciate that Mother Mary's teaching is of the Immaculate Heart, holding nothing against anyone, including yourself, cultivating that Immaculate Heart. And so for me... It's not a course of miracles, but you can say to Mother Mary, to Kuan Yin, help me cultivate that Immaculate Heart. Of course, you can say it to Jesus, the angels, God, the company of heaven. And it's interesting, but in the Ascended Master Realm, Mother Mary and that Immaculate Heart is also the heart of true Abundance. Because there's nothing to block the flow of prosperity, abundance, wisdom, wholeness, freedom, joy, all the spiritual qualities. Seek first the kingdom which is within. Seek that immaculate heart. That is the kingdom. The heart that can't hold any judgment, can't hold any complaints, can't hold any negativity. That's the immaculate heart. That's what... I'm interested in cultivating. I invite you to join me. So we're moving into our break time here. And uh, something to think about as we go to the break. A couple of things I'd like to mention too as we go to the break. The A Course of Miracles app. It is available for Android. It is available for um All the the Apple devices, the iPads and the iPhone. We did some nice upgrades later last year. People tell us what they'd like to be different. We try to accommodate everybody and everything as best we can. And this is a totally free app, right? Because of people making contributions to the Power of Love ministry. We're able to continue to offer this app free and have it for downloading. So you can find out about that at uh, livingofcourseandmiracles.com. dot com. get the app, we've got study group support, uh, and we've got all kinds of things. And then my classes, uh, often the best thing to do, go to Jennifer Hadley. So I'm Jennifer Hadley, we're talking about being the love of our lives, we're talking about A Course in Miracles, we're walking the talk. we're living the life. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about being the love of your life. And how can we love our neighbor as ourselves if we don't love ourselves? What? (laughs) Right? So, let's look at the ways that we might not even recognize that we are not loving ourselves. Now, a classic one that I talk about all the time, I can't not say it, is if we allow our peace to be disturbed, And we feed the flames of our unhappiness. If we feed the flames of our anger, our irritation, our upset, that is not loving ourselves. It's the opposite. It's really, imagine doing that to someone you love, poking them. I used to do that. So imagine poking them and poking them and poking them and poking them and poking them. It's so unloving. So unloving. Let's not do that anymore. Let's completely eradicate that behavior. So it's about loving ourselves so much that when we notice that there's an upset, we pause. We pause and we say, I'm not interested in being upset anymore. I'm interested in sharing the love of God, being the love of my life. Holy Spirit, show me how. Take from my mind whatever the root cause is of this upset. Heal it back to the root. And please do the same for anyone else who shares this thought or belief, known or unknown. I'm accepting my healing now. I'm calling it forth right here, right now. It's just like the prayer at the end of page 90. Right? That I'm, I'm upset because I made a wrong decision and I can give the consequences of my wrong decision to the Holy Spirit and He's gonna heal all the consequences. Holy Spirit will heal all the consequences of my wrong decision if I allow it. Why wouldn't I? If I love myself, I will not cling to my upset. If I love myself, I won't allow myself to be upset by needing to be right, thinking I'm right. All of these things that we have done and that we do. Mm. It's a big shift. It's a big change. It's really worth making. Oh, yeah. We can do it. <laughs> We're this is our destiny to help all of humanity awaken from the dream of separation by having our simple practice. Our simple practice is truly the way. Mm-hmm. In uh, the Miracle Principles, number 24, Jesus says, Miracles enable you to heal the sick and raise the dead because you made sickness and death yourself and can therefore abolish both. You are a miracle capable of creating in the likeness of your Creator. Everything else is your own nightmare and does not exist. Only the creations of light are real. Holy Spirit, let me see the creations of light. Holy Spirit, show me to create only light expressions. I am here only to be truly helpful and to represent the one who sent me. Let me do only that. Only be of service. Only be miracle-minded. So another way that we reinforce that we're not lovable and we're not worth loving is when people don't treat us with kindness and respect and we make excuses for them. I've done that in romantic relationship, I've done it in friendships, I've done it in work relationships, I've done it in family relationships. And so, when people are treat us unkindly and disrespectfully, they're on some kind of ego autopilot. Now, this is how we develop self-esteem, because it does take... A, a willingness to be alert, to be awake, to not fall asleep at the wheel. Uh, I was teaching about this in class yesterday. That I, um, uh, uh, one of the best, ex- I can think of two examples one uh, with my father. And one with my sweetheart. So um, the one with my father was he was mad at me for something, and um, that uh, the night before that uh, I had gotten um, triggered, and I and uh, I, I was hosting a dinner for family and his friends, and I got quiet at dinner, and. Um, I was just letting everybody else shine and talk at dinner. I really didn't need to say anything, but he really wanted me to be entertaining because I can be a storyteller, as you well know. (laughs) And, um, I can be very lively and very funny and, and all of that. And that's what he wanted from me. And he, I went quiet and, uh, Partly because I uh was also I, I really got triggered. This was many years ago, but still I really got triggered and um I had a class to teach. So I was I was just quietly processing. I knew I couldn't leave the room, I had to be at the dinner table. I was the host and the cook. So um and I was just Letting everybody else shine and I went quiet. The next morning he came at me and he was mad at me. I didn't appreciate that you were so quiet at dinner last night. I really wanted you to, you know, share and shine and you were, um, just so quiet and I, and I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was uh, angry and upset with me and, and attacking. Um, and, Because I had learned to pause so I can hear my heart, so I can hear the still small voice for God within. I did, I paused, I listened to Him, I, I know, uh, I don't need to defend myself, right? Because then I'm affirming that I am attacked, I can be attacked, and that I'm vulnerable, and I'm, I, at the time I was really learning to practice that One with God is a majority, and since this is an illusion, I cannot actually be hurt. There's only the appearance or the illusion that I can be hurt. But I've been so defended my whole life, you know, I had learned that, and I would usually in the silence, I had learned, when I was defending myself all the time, I had learned in that silence, you can form a really good attack response that can just take the, their breath away. <laughs> With As I'm, I'm a wordsmith, and I, I would figure out the meanest, cruelest thing I could say. That's how I used to operate. So now I was using that pause to listen to the still, small voice, and I did. And... And I got clear guidance, and so when my dad finished saying what he needed to say, I was able to take responsibility for my choices the night before, and I was able to actually have compassion for him. And I did that first. So I acknowledged, I just, you know, this is a classic technique. I'm a counselor. I'm a trained spiritual counselor. I've been counseling people for, this is my 18th year of counseling people as a professional. So, um, and my, what, my 12th year as a minister. So um, I, as a trained professional, I was able to, Just acknowledge what he was sharing with me first, not make him wrong, not try to change his mind, but just acknowledge him and not take it personally. Even though he was attacking me and intending it to be personal, I don't have to take it that way. And the more I love myself, the more what other people do is not personal to me. And I know it, I see it, I feel it. And therefore, it doesn't bother me. It's a cry for love. And there's a lot of crying for love right now. People are freaking out and melting down right now. Unless they have an anchored spiritual practice. I tell you, last night, just as an aside, last night, um, Spirit wouldn't let me go to sleep. I, I was praying for hours before i finally fell off to sleep and then i kept getting woken up to pray again pray again pray again pray again just praying for everyone i could think of praying for everyone on the planet uh our government uh friends family relatives students always uh you know everyone that ministry touches praying 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 anyway back to me and my dad so uh I listened to him, and then I acknowledged him and how he felt. doesn't mean I'm saying he's right, but I sure don't have to say he's wrong. Just acknowledging someone, they can relax, and then they can hear you. So this is one of the most powerful relationship tools that we have, learning to listen to ourselves, learning to listen to others without reaction. Just acknowledging it is part of acceptance. Accepting what is. Accepting what is was in that moment he felt hurt. In that moment, because he felt hurt, he also felt Afraid that I was not reliable, not dependable, that, uh, he couldn't, uh, trust me, that maybe I didn't really care enough about him to do what he liked. Um, and, uh, he was angry because he was afraid and because he felt hurt. And he felt all of that because of how he interpreted it. And of course, he interpreted my choices, my actions, through the lens of his history. His history with me, his history with women, you know, his mom, his wife, my mother, you know, all of that. And so, I was able to, in the listening to him... Give him my full attention, listening to how does he feel, what's going on with him, what's his perception. And and instead of my old way to turn it and take it like a knife and stab him in the heart with it and then twist it all around, now I was looking for how can I extend love and be compassionate with him. Why? Because I am being the love of my life and that's what feels best to me. So in a sense you could say it's very selfish. I'm interested in harmony. You know, we all have different values in life and my highest value is harmony. Harmonious living. Harmonious relationships. I strive for harmony. It's a it's a high it's a, it to me that that harmony is very much in alignment with um, the characteristics of God's teachers in the Manual for Teachers. So the first one is trust, and the second one is honesty. And honesty, Jesus describes as consistency. You know, if you, if you truly are interested in the peace of God, you're going to be consistent. And that's being honest. That's being truthful. If, if you're not consistent, you're not so truthful. You're not so honest. So I was cultivating that consistency in that moment. And my father was actually helping me. And because I've told this story many times, uh, how including in class last night and now that this is helping not just he and I, but uh, me and him, it's helping and anyone who hears my story and everyone because we share the same mind. So, I listened to him carefully to understand how he felt in order to have compassion. So, it's important that in my listening, I had the intention, my aspiration, harmony, to live as the Christ Presence. Right? To demonstrate love, compassion, beauty, affluence, wisdom, joy, and to be harmonious. And so my intention was to be compassionate and understanding and to improve our relationship. And so my goal was to listen with the ears of love, to let the Holy Spirit be my interpreter. So, we can make these decisions in an instant, and we can train ourselves. This is what the mind training of A Course in Miracles is all about. Train ourselves to listen this way. So, I heard his cry for love, loud and clear. And then I started by acknowledging that I understood what he was telling me he felt I didn't take on any kind of accusations or attack. In a sense, spirit filtered that out. It was there. His intention was to make me feel bad and guilty and ashamed, recalcitrant. But my intention Always, it's going to supersede, when my intention is loving, it's going to supersede anybody's negative intention because love is infinitely stronger than any divisiveness because love is real you see. And so, we we strengthen that in our heart when we practice it. You can't just read A Course in Miracles. If you're not practicing it, it's nothing. It's just words bouncing around in your mind and a sense of failure because you're not applying it. That's why my classes are all about applying it. So, um, and people back away from the application. They don't wish to work, look that deeply. They don't wish to really have the dialogue and the conversation and go to the nub with things. And I, I understand that I avoided it for a long time myself. I was terrified of looking deeply within. That's why I did that episode, The Fear to Look Within, uh, back at the end of January 2017. Anyway, um so I said to him something like so dad I hear that you know this this really upset you and you feel like I let you down. And yes, I was very disappointed in you, he said to me. And I said and I I get that, you know, you feel hurt and you were relying on me and depending on me and I I didn't come through for you. Yes, 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 yes. And I said, you know, and I'm sorry for that. I just took responsibility for, you, you, you know, I just, it was really having compassion right there. I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry that, but it wasn't like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but hey, you have to think about what was happening. You know, what I said was, and, and here's what I'd like to ask of you. Like, I had compassion for him. He felt that. He appreciated that. He appreciated that I could, uh, acknowledge how he felt. Everybody likes to have their feelings acknowledged, even though all upset is of the ego. The ego relaxes when it feels acknowledged. If you'd like to not argue with somebody's ego, acknowledge their, their, what they're saying, what they're trying to communicate to you. And even if you don't agree, even if you think it's absolute utter BS, just acknowledge it so the ego will relax and hear what you have to say and then only communicate love. So I said, you know what, Dad, I felt really triggered last night and I'm sorry I didn't see it coming. It wasn't what I intended, not at all. And so I thought the best thing for me was just keep quiet, make sure the dinner's nice. Everybody was talking and chatting. Nobody needed my conversation. I had a class to prepare for. I said, "So, but I understand. I said, here's the thing I'd like to ask of you, Dad. In the future, if you ever see that I'm struggling and I'm triggered, just come to me. You know, put your arms around me, put your hand on my hand, my shoulder, and just say, I see you're challenged. How can I help you? What can I do? Offer to help me rather than resent me. That would be great. And he got it in that moment. We didn't have to have any more conversation because right there... My not making him wrong, he felt my love. And that was the thing that was upsetting him from the night before. It, he was questioning, did I really love him? Was I trying to, was I disrespecting him? But as soon as he saw, oh, I really love you, you're listening to me, um, then he relaxed. And then we had a wonderful, deep, healing conversation. And our, our relationship really improved. And I had a similar conversation with a boyfriend one time. I had gotten, uh, upset with what was happening. Uh, and I, I got upset and his instinct was to, um, back away. And I said, don't do that. Come closer. Come closer and say, I see you're upset. How can I help you? Don't like try to get out of my way so you don't get hurt. Come closer and ask if you can help me. And I probably, this was, this was a while ago, but uh, years ago, in fact, um, more than a decade ago. But I, I said, I'll probably push you away. I'll probably say, no, I don't need your help. I don't want your help. Get away from me. But don't you go. Come closer. Insist on... Saying something like, I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to stand right here until you give me something I can do to help you. You know, or you just, you just need to know I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. And so it's our listening to our heart and loving ourselves. We can give people clues of how to improve our relationships and it really comes from the commitment to being the love of your life rather than managing and coping. So much managing and coping. And it's, oh, the older you get, the more you manage and cope it. It is distressing. It is discouraging. It is disheartening. And so being empowered comes from loving ourselves by really caring about our own feelings and not fanning the flames of the upsets. Oh, boy, I could go another hour easy on this topic. Maybe we will. We'll see what Spirit has for us next week. It's time for us to pray. And um, next week, I'll be getting ready to go to San Francisco. Oh, and I have a treat for you. Uh, John Mundy and I, uh, we're going to do some things together. And... um, So stay tuned. Good things are happening. So we take a breath of love and gratitude. So deeply grateful and thankful for the love of God shining in our heart and our mind. We give thanks for every opportunity to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to answer the cry for love. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 And thank you to everyone who sends a donation and contributes to this radio show. You are a blessing that goes all over the world. God bless you. Have a great week.